welcome to Podpass. My name's Josh. And my name is Andrew. So, Josh, let's start with the positive news of COVID. Yeah, the lockdown um, is going on, but uh, things are looking up and uh, cases are dropping. People are getting vaccinated and uh, all of a sudden we're beginning to look towards possible future without, without lockdown. In a way, it's like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So I think probably now is the best time to reflect on uh, what's actually happened during the whole COVID, like in terms of architecture. and. um... Okay, let's start, Andrew, by talking about the recent sale increase on sheds, believe it or not. I think it's um, I think it's really lovely. Everyone's had this had this position over lockdown um, where they have been able to create their own architecture uh, at home in their gardens and people working from home and uh, creating things they've decided they need this new creative space and they've decided that buying a shed and building it in their garden they can uh, create their own space to work from uh, yeah actually it's funny you say that like a lot of people i mean have had sheds and it's a space that isn't really used and with all of um, COVID happening, uh, yeah, no, people have uh, taken it upon themselves to redecorate their sheds and repurpose uh, what they actually use their shed for. Uh, I mean, I believe you, before COVID, actually used, you have like a shedio, don't you? Yeah, that's right, yeah. It was um, living with my parents and doing loads of painting at home whilst doing university. I decided I need this space outside, away from everything else, where I can create and do my own art. So having this shed, which I call a shedio, um, was my place to do that. And I think the COVID pandemic forcing everyone to stay at home um, is forcing people to look at how they... How can I say that, Andrew? I mean, I think it's a way for them to escape from their own home. Because especially we've been we've been stuck in our homes. We're not allowed to go out apart from exercise. And um, so people still need to work. People still need to do uni studies. This shed space is being used in a way for them to get, I don't know, maybe relief out of home. And people have got to really... Yeah, I suppose there has to be that separation. I think think there has to be that separation between uh, home life and um, doing your life admin and actually going to work and being creative or operating from your own workspace. But I think it's really lovely. One of those small little silver linings in lockdown was, you know, we all have this time and um, opportunity to create these lovely uh, creative spaces. Paint it the the colour you want to paint it, fit it out with all the furniture you want to fit it out with, make your own furniture and fill these no, lovely exactly. spaces up yeah 100% 100% I mean not even not even like uh, educational workspaces um, it could even have been like their own personal mini bar uh, type space to, to spend with the family um, and to get away and to yeah collect, a pub, to relax. a pub back at the house exactly I've seen a lot of people on Instagram actually have their own family pub nights and I think it's been a way to connect um, and probably these schedule type spaces are massive memory of like COVID because you think, damn, this has been probably the only happier space out of the whole COVID situation that I can truly relax, like you said, like creative and just, I feel a nice, a nice space to be in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's important. I completely agree. I think your job um, before coming to university uh, as an ice sculptor, you knew how important it was to have a creative space that you enjoyed being in, working in a freezer and creating your ice sculptures was not the most ideal location for you, was it? Yeah, no, I'm surprised you remember that, to be fair. I mean, yeah, no, when I was, I did sculpting for five years and it was my dream job. I loved it. It was great. But um, the problem with uh, doing sculpting is that you basically work in a freezer and it's a big, 
white box with uh, ice and white snow everywhere and it's just not it's not a uh, pleasant place to be working uh, and i guess it got like it kind it goes back to the whole you creating your own space and you enjoying the space that you are and it doesn't even have to be a shadow it could also be um i've seen a lot of people get really creative and the way they um decorate their desk and that just being a little corner space in your bedroom or living room really changes the whole dynamic and how you feel when you're doing yeah it. definitely I, i think our mental health being a little bit challenged right now all of us being stuck in lockdown it's all forced us to look in on the little diy projects you can do around the house and in in and better the environment that you have to you know that we're all oppressed to stay in at the moment in lockdown so yeah i think it, i think it there's being oppressed with lockdown has actually encouraged lots of us to look at the creative side of our lives a little bit and what we can achieve from home and i think there's something quite nice about that no exactly i mean a lot of people actually weren't very creative or didn't consider themselves as someone that cares about spaces in general with this whole covid situation I think we've all realized that we really do care about the spaces that we're in and as an architect or a studying it. architect yeah as a studying architect I think this has really come to fruition that you, like it's really important like the smallest the biggest space everything everywhere that we interact with really you do have to have some thought on how that space makes you feel because if you don't fundamentally feel happy in the space that you're at going back to my sculpting I left sculpting because I didn't enjoy working in that space in and a space rather than actually the job itself exactly yeah and i mean 100% i feel sculpting is probably one of the most funnest thing i've ever done but the space mm, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't great it wasn't great and i mean looking back at it, at it now i don't actually know how i would change that space how would you change a, a white freezer space to make it a bit more enjoyable yeah good architecture question mm, there you go it's something we can think about in the future yeah This actually connects with a scheme that Boris is trying to set in motion for the start of September of converting commercial spaces into homes. And um I think it's a great idea to be fair. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Spaces... No, I didn't I didn't know about that. That's um that is a fantastic idea. I think I was worried and lots of other people worried about um the high street before covid even existed. Um with shopping online the high street was definitely dying. Um and definitely, uh, definitely. the risk. I mean, Chichester for one. Yeah, yeah, a local a local high street that's really uh, been hit with it. I think it's um I think it's only going to be uh you know beautiful high streets, aesthetic high streets like Winchester that are going to survive um after covid really because it's you know going to Winchester High Street is a day out in itself it's the is the whole yeah, environment it's beautiful, it's beautiful. Of it. you want to go there yeah. That's right. Yeah. So actually a scheme um going forwards to sort of revive these spaces even if it's just residential um I think it's a fantastic idea. It's like giving a second life to these spaces I would say. Yeah, yeah, getting into um restoration, architectural restoration. Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. But there is one thing of concern that I do think is um something that you do need to point out is the fact that with these commercial spaces, they I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen, but these commercial spaces aren't very nice. They they're not designed for people to be to live in there. So a lot of work has to be put in motion for these spaces that actually be quite comfortable converted um, yeah. yeah converted for them to be uh, energy efficient and i'm scared that with money being such a massive factor in the the construction process yeah, we'll just have a look spaces, at the economy currently yeah no no definitely i'm scared that they're not going to do it properly 
I is, that, that, is that a concern of anyone else as well? Is that is that a um, have you heard that from anyone else? No, I mean I saw it on the newspaper. So because usually like investors and whatnot, they want to pump out these spaces as quickly as possible. You I'll run the you risk what. of uh, not doing it properly, you know. Yeah, I tell you what, it, it, that sort of reminds me of another story I heard in the news recently, which COVID has, has sort of covered up for them, you know, quite nicely, is uh, obviously the Grenfell Tower disaster, which happened um, a while ago now. The guy who um, the guy who was in charge of the cladding company has now come forward and admitted that actually they they knew that um, this cladding didn't perform as well as as well as it should have done in the fire regulations, but it was sort of hushed up. And that was hushed up because they had invested so much money in this building already. It would be too you know costly for them to change the cladding at this stage. It's cutting Not corners at the end of the day. That's right, yeah. And obviously no one wants that horrific um, event to happen again. Yeah, you, no, no, definitely not. I mean, that was a hor- that was hor- it was horrible, and for that reason, that should serve us as a lesson to really make sure when these spaces are being renovated, there should be rules up in place. I, I think if I'm not mistaken, with this whole program, for it to actually work, they jump a lot of, um, they jump a lot of regulations and stuff that you. Uh, I don't know how to explain. You know, when you apply for converting a commercial space into a residential space you have to go through a whole process but with this scheme it actually cuts it off completely and it kind of leaves them exactly and it it leaves them with the risk of not creating these spaces well and not it is definitely something to be cautious and to worry about and to make sure it doesn't happen yeah it sort of makes me think of um the nightingale hospitals that have sprung up all over the country um the first one comes to mind for me is the um, Excel Nightingale Hospital in London, which in May um, was placed on standby last year um, after only treating fewer than 20 patients, which for me, you know, I think there was a fundamental issue with these with these Nightingale hospitals. The uh, idea, fantastic, we're in a pandemic, we have to prepare for the worst case scenario, so build these hospitals. But the fact is the NHS was understaffed before we even um, got to the pandemic. So I'm pretty sure that uh, there was no uh, infrastructure in place to actually staff these buildings. I mean, we do have to commend them for what they achieved. I mean, they did create a space that wasn't being used. I believe it was an exhibition. It was an, ex- an exhibition space, right? The yeah. XL um, a community. Yeah, yeah, it was. And uh, um, it wasn't being used. A round of applause. They changed it up completely. Repurposed yeah, this space. It, and, in yeah. what, it was about um, nine days, I think it was. And you know, you, you, that that's a massive accomplishment in itself. It's sad that it wasn't used, but I mean, we need to take the positives out of this. Thoughts about you know what? Let's just uh, create all these vaccination. That's right. Yeah, towards towards the end of the pandemic, um, especially I think this last lockdown, uh, the actual Nightingale Hospital was uh, transformed into a vaccination hub, and actually vaccinated thousands and thousands of people. So eventually, you know, this function functional building put to good use in london but what do you think is going to happen to the building going forwards after covid it's pretty it's, it's really hard to say to be honest because as things get better the building becomes redundant again hopefully in uh, a few months we can happily say that this is all gone or it's not as bad and as big of an issue but yeah no it, it's a difficult one because we don't know how this space is are they going to keep it like this are they going to turn it back into the exhibition space it's difficult yeah, like the community the community itself how do they feel about this space yeah good question if you think about how successful community buildings are 
in other parts of the country. You, you, you think about the successful community buildings, and they're all aesthetic. They have to look the part and provide more than one function. And I suppose, you know, it's testament to this building to be repurposed in a time of need for the vaccinations and for the Nightingale Hospital. A good example of it being done correctly are these community centres uh, being repurposed by the community itself. Uh, they're basically these spaces of derelict spaces, I would say, that aren't being used. The community have come together to create this space as a place for people that are poorly to get better. Yes, yeah, so this is below government level. This isn't government funded. And, uh, no, it isn't. It isn't. Yeah, right. It's, it's actually the, the community themselves, and they are making the space ready. Um, what is this for people sort of with COVID? That are poorly, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, okay, that I see. Poorly, they're not well. Uh, basically, the people that no one's thinking about, um, they're people that aren't well. Most of them uh, are critically quite ill. And uh, it's a shame this that no one's a, thinking about them, yeah. This gives them a, then a, a space to actually have their families visit? Exactly. No, no, yeah. I don't think visit, but it's a place for them to be, a place for them to be safe, a place where they can be cared for. You said, like, it's not a government-funded thing, but it's lovely how the people have come together and realised, like, this is something we need. Yeah, it's that, blitz, it's now, that yeah. Blitz, blitz spirit that um, England have, you know, have had throughout all the years that we, we gather together in community, um, hold one another together, I suppose, which is... Yeah, you know, it reminds me of the Setra intercity buses in Singapore. Have you heard of these, Andrew? Yeah, no, I have. It's an interesting concept. It's um, this bus that has been converted into a vaccination centre, and it basically goes wherever it's needed. Um, That's right, yeah. Um, yeah. It, 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 get rid, it, it removes all of the issues um, with people not being able to get to vaccination hubs and surgeries in the pandemic because it actually comes around and visits all of these villages and towns all over Singapore. Um, fantastic idea. I think it, it lowers the risk of people catching COVID because it comes around to you and, and um, stops you having to travel anywhere. Yeah, it's a great way of using the space. I believe um, Portsmouth uh, had something along the lines of this um, at the start of the whole pandemic. They had the bus outside the uh, sports hall but i'm not sure if it went around i really don't know it'd be interesting to find out if it did but i don't see why they would do it in a on, on school bus if it doesn't go around because that is the beauty of building something of that nature on a school bus yeah that's right yeah or or you know you're repurposing um a, a public space in theory you know the, the bus um has it, it, it performs up against all of these regulations um, as a bus so it must also perform up against regulations as a static space yeah it kind of makes you think about what actually i mean in terms of architecture the spaces what spaces you can use like the possibilities are endless really yeah uh, i like watching that george clark amazing spaces program Anyone see that? yeah that's really yeah. good yeah and talking about uh, repurposing um spaces um as architecture students you know, we've seen loads of architects who um, use prefabricated um, shipping containers and create these beautiful bits of architecture. And um, as repurposed, repurposed spaces go, I think it's uh, um, fantastic to turn this derelict, um, you know, old space into a beautiful functioning building. We would like to stop you there because the thing is, that's actually, I saw a documentary about this ideology of turning shipping containers into uh, spaces is actually really bad 
because the pro- the whole <laughs> the whole problem about shipping containers is that they carry goods, and the thing is, with goods being carried, they can carry anything. It could be chemicals, vaccine, literally anything. And once uh, once they have been used for carrying goods, they are being they've been contaminated, so they can't actually be used uh, for. Um, I assume that um, that these things can be cleaned up. Once that's been cleaned up, surely the structural properties of these um, containers remain and you can stack containers up on top of each other and still build beautiful, great big buildings. No, but again, that's the problem. You can't actually clean them up because you don't know the history of these shipping containers. They've been they they have such a long life cycle. I don't know if you you can see new shipping containers to old shipping. You have no idea what they've gone through. And then the problem with uh, transforming the shape or cutting holes into these shipping containers is that once you do that, you actually take away the whole structural properties of yeah, the shipping container and then you can't stack them up and then you have to actually reinforce. You basically have this amazing shape, but the moment you edit it in any way, shape or form, it becomes useless and you need, need to it, it's, restructure it's actually, it and yeah. actually spend a lot yeah, of money exactly. and, and I see. Yeah, no, it's actually a big problem because in reality what happens is when you have all these projects with shipping containers, what actually happens is you order a new shipping container. So yeah, it takes away more resources. All, yeah, really. So and then that bec- and you've just hindered yourself in this space instead of having the creative freedom to create something amazing um, in terms of like doing it from the start to the end. No, you've restricted yourself into the space of a shipping container. Wow, yeah. Well, you really, really made me think about some of my uh, architectural projects at university. I'll steer oh, clear, really of, I'll steer <laughs> clear of um, shipping, shipping containers. containers. Yeah. <laughs> no, but one good thing about shipping containers, I mean, the, going back to the whole fact of it being moved around, uh, like this whole school bus, if you create something in the ideology of its, its place isn't static, then it could be good. I don't, I don't think that would be bad. Because then you yeah. can move it about anywhere. Yeah, good point. I mean, actually, you think about the whole idea of shipping. Say, you you chuck this thing on the back of a lorry. It could be transported up and down the country. It's the same width as a lorry, and lengthwise it can fit on the back of a lorry. So I suppose it's it's already designed. If you're using the actual structure itself, it's already designed um, to be moved around well, the world. Yeah, and I mean, who wouldn't want to have a house anywhere? You know what? I'm bored of Portsmouth. But, um, yeah, no, I could go to the Caribbean if I really wanted to. Yeah, and with that surprising fact, um, I think we should end it there. Um, Thank you, everyone, that has joined us tonight. We hope that this has been inspirational and that you've enjoyed it. And please, 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 make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and stay connected in LinkedIn because that's where all our past lectures and activities are going to be at. Um, also, don't forget our competition, which uh, relates to this topic, Isolated Utopias. If you guys are interested in applying, please uh, find more information on our social media or contact us directly. Yeah, thank you, everyone. That has joined us tonight. And goodbye. Stay safe. Ciao, everyone. Thank you for listening.